to Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems Tech Talk podcast. Our goal is to bring you useful information and offer solutions for your applications and analytical needs. Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems represents a group of companies existing of Teledyne Techmar, Teledyne SeaTech, Teledyne Lehman Lab, and Teledyne Hastings. Welcome back to the Tax Talk podcast. Today we'll be discussing the SimPrep Simple Automation Preparation System. Our guest speaker is Jacob Harrington, who is a product manager for the SimPrep at Teledyne Techmar. Jake is going to talk about this product, what market and applications it was designed for, and some of the unique features and benefits it offers for the applications that people are using it for. First, let me give you a brief introduction to Jake. So Jake has a bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Brigham Young University. He has worked at CTEC since 2014 and started out in the service department and then for the past three or four years he's been the automation product manager for CTEC where he oversees mainline liquid handling sample introduction products including the ASX 560 auto sampler for ICP and ICPMS the AS Express Plus Rapid Sample Introduction System and the, the SimPrep. Welcome, Jake. Hi, Betsy, thanks for having me. So let's start off to our listeners and just give a, a brief introduction. What, what is the SimPrep and what, what it does? So the SimPrep is a combination of an ASX uh, 500 series auto sampler. So that's typically an ASX 560, but there are a few options. Um, that's combined with a Hamilton dual syringe uh, micro diluter. Uh, so the Hamilton unit alone is what they call semi-automated dilution. It can do prep for you, but it's still a fairly manual process because it has to be attended by a human the whole time. By combining that system with the auto sampler, what you end up with is a fully automated system that you can actually walk away from. And it can handle a lot of your laboratory prep work. So you talked about the Hamilton syringe. So in order for the SimPrep to work, it needs the, this Hamilton syringe and an auto sampler. Does it need other equipment? Right, so essentially there's, there's two main components, which is the a dual syringe module. It's a specific, the ML600 from Hamilton, um, and it needs to be paired with one of our auto samplers that is typically a 560. It can also be the 520 or the two-rack auto samplers. Those have to be combined uh, or connected to uh, a PC that has the software on it to control everything and ensure that it all works together. Um, and then that's about all you need. Um, so when you've got that all set up, what are the applications that it's really designed for? So this system was really designed for aqueous sample preparations. Um, that said, it has a lot of flexibility and can do a lot of different work. Some of the critical or key applications that we see being used in, um, specifically in, are specifically in the, the mining market, um, doing sample preparation for mining at uh, 10 or 100x solutions. Um, also potentially in uh, environmental work, you wind up doing a lot of 10x dilutions prior to ICP-MS uh, applications. And uh, we're also, we've also seen a lot of interest in um, coolants and the preparation of coolant samples, which is more on the, uh, actually the used oils and condition monitoring side of things. 
Um, but like I said, there's really a wide variety of applications where this can apply. Um, it's anywhere where you would be doing a lot of sample preparation and sample dilutions. So it's uh, clearly it covers a lot of, of different applications. And are the samples all aqueous or is there, um, I guess the oils would be a little thicker perhaps? I don't, is there anything that it kind of samples it, it wouldn't, you, wouldn't be able to, to use or do? Right. So the system is really just designed to do aqueous work. Um, you can you can even do fairly heavy acids in it because you can do granular control of the movement of the syringe so you can slow things down if you have viscous samples or samples with high TDS in them. Um, but uh, it doesn't do any oil or aqua or sorry it doesn't do any organic work. Um, no oils of any kind, used oils or otherwise, uh, because it's really just it's not set up to handle those types of samples. Oh, okay. So it's it's not good for oils. Okay, sorry no. about that. Um, so what, what benefits can users experience or expect to see with the SimPrep? I mean, there's a number of good benefits. Um, some of the things that are most critical right now to the laboratories um, is that uh, this can do a lot of your manual tasks in an automated fashion. Um, that's particularly beneficial right now when so many labs are struggling with staffing because you can literally do more with less people. Um, it also removes the need for pipette tips as part of the, the prep process, or normally you might use a pipette tip to do your one to 10 dilutions. Um, the SimPrep can automate that process and using the precision syringes removes the requirement for pipette tips. So currently it can be really, really difficult for labs to source pipette tips. Um, there are even labs who are coming up with inventive ways to wash and reuse their tips. Uh, the SimPrep removes the requirement to, ha to use those, lowers that consumption that can also ease a burden on the laboratory. So you talked about letting people do other, other work, um, kind of freeing their time up, and then the pipetting portion. Um, what type of manual processes would somebody be doing that this would eliminate? Well, we spend a lot of time in laboratories um, basically moving liquid around with by hand. Uh, so the SimPrep was designed to try and take away a lot of those manual processes. So that can be, I mean, the most thing we typically talk about with the SimPrep is sample dilutions. So if you have a chemist or technician who's spending a large portion of their day standing around doing one to 10 dilutions by hand, that can all be automated. Uh, but the SimPrep can also automate things like uh, building calibration curves, um, that's a big one. It can do internal standard spikes or matrix spikes automatically for you as programmed. Um, it can also do things like dosing, where you're just adding a known amount of solvent to each tube. Um, so it can do a lot of those types of, of uh, manual processes in an automated fashion where you would essentially just put, your, put uh, empty tubes on, put your samples on, and then start the software, and you get to walk away. Uh, and do other more critical tasks. And it also sounds like there's a consistency factor too where the SimPrep can be consistent with the dosing versus a, a person that might, it, it, there might be some room for error possibly. Right, yeah, the SimPrep does remove, um, it improves consistency, um, not only from uh, batch to batch, but like from person to person. 
Uh, in many laboratories, they may have different people who work different shifts or different days. Uh, the sim prep will produce more uniform results across the board than a team of technicians. Um, but even the your best tech or chemist, um, they're going to have vacation. They're going to have um, sick days. You know, things come up. Um, and with the sim prep, you don't have to worry about having your best chemist on site to do the prep because it's an automated thing that anybody can start. Um, so it it really does help add consistency to the laboratory that way. Uh, it also removes a lot of opportunity for error in the laboratory because with these manual processes, it's so easy to accidentally pipette into the wrong tube or make that kind of mistake. Um, and the SimPrep removes those opportunities for error from your laboratory workflow. Well, you know, and that brings up another question. So some of the workplace challenges that the sim prep can help with. So you just mentioned the one, one of them right there. Are there any other challenges that would be alleviated with the sim prep? You know, I think I touched on those earlier. Uh, the big ones that we, we're seeing right now, um, there's laboratory shortages where people they just can't seem to get enough staff. Um, the pipette tip shortage right now. Um, it always is good for removing opportunities for error. And um, it also helps one thing that, that some labs are still struggling with a bit is trying to figure out how to do their work while social distancing. Um, you know, laboratories typically are not set up to, to allow people to spread out. They're designed to optimize the bench space as much as possible. Uh, so trying to create physical space between people and let them stand six feet apart becomes really difficult. And that's another thing that having the sim prep can really help with because it can automate a process that allows people to um, kind of spread out a little bit more in the laboratory um, or potentially do more with less hands. Which is all both two very important, two very, very important facts right there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the price or the, the return on investment. I am aware that there's, there's a, an ROI calculator. So for the viewers or the listeners, sorry, the listeners today, we'll put a link on the podcast uh, text, a description of the podcast to this ROI calculator. But can you talk a little bit about that and, and what information people can, can get from that? Absolutely. Um, we understand that everyone wants to know what their return on investment is going to be. Um, and that can be critical for something like this, which is seen as potentially a less critical. It's not an analyzer. It's a prep station, um, which means that you can do the work without it, but you can do the work better with it. Um, so the, the ROI calculator, it essentially just helps people um, to have a sense of how quickly the system will be paid off by the amount of manual labor that they're going to save. So going into it, a customer would need to provide um, how many samples they do, how long they expect those samples to take each day, um, and roughly how much they're paying the people that have to stand around and do it. Um, and with that information, then we can provide them a, an estimated return on their investment of how long it would be before the system completely and totally pays off. Now, I will mention that that's really purely on a financial basis. I mean, we didn't calculate in cost of pipette tips, um, or any other factors. It really is focused just on the time savings that you get. Um, there are other benefits, as we've discussed, that aren't necessarily factored into that calculation. Well, and that's a, a really great point. It's, it's a time savings, and right now, with the, the world that we're living in, the cost savings change every day, so that won't be a factor in this. It's really just the time, and then because t 
costs are, are all over the place, so the time will stay the same. Right. So that's good to point out. So as the, the product manager for this, what are you got any insider tips or tricks for our listeners? I mean, it, there's a couple things. Um, one is that with the sim prep, it's, it's a very simple system. The software is really easy to use and it's basically uh, an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and so from that standpoint, it, it really lives up to its name of being very simple. Um, but as with any system, there is some method development that has to happen when you get the system in the first place. And that's exactly the same as it would be of like writing an SOP to do your stand, to do your sample preparation. You do have to do some work when you get the system to kind of dial it in the way you want. Um, some things that people don't necessarily think of with the system that can help a lot. Um, one of them is, is making sure that you have an air gap in between your sample and your diluent. Um, this is something that the software allows for. It's always highly recommended. Uh, that makes a really big difference in your carryover. It also makes a big difference in the accuracy of your dilutions. So we always recommend that for aqueous samples. Um, and it's something that, that maybe most people don't think of. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, which is kind of a nice, nice to know about, is that you can control um, the depth of the probe as it goes into your tubes to really fine-tune that. You can also control how quickly uh, liquid is aspirated and dispensed by the system um, within limits. But that can help you, especially if you're trying to get really precise, accurate, or really small volume dilutions, um, dialing in your uh, sample aspiration speeds make a big difference in getting the accuracy that you're looking for there. So that's a few of the things that I would normally tell people to look at. Um, but also we have really great resources up on our website. So if there are any questions, they can look there as well. Yeah. And we will include links to those as well. Um, are there any other unique features of the SIM prep or on the SIM prep that most users might not be aware of that we might not have touched on? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Um, one of the things that we haven't touched on is that the syringes are fairly customizable. Uh, so I always recommend that users match their syringes to their application. Um, the system comes with a one mil and a 10 mil syringe, and that works for 90 plus percent of people. It generally, the, that's a really good set to, to get people up and running. And it's great for doing your basic sort of one to 10 or one to 100 dilutions. But if a customer said that they were going to do all of their samples at like a one to 5,000 dilution, then they should probably get a different set of syringes that more closely matches um, their actual application, whether that be a larger diluent syringe, if they're going to dilute up to 20 or 30 mils, or a smaller sample syringe. Um, there's a wide range of, of syringes available from Hamilton to go on that ML600. So that can be a really nice feature to be aware of because um, you can really uh, get the best performance out of the system if you're able to match those syringes closely to what you're doing. Another uh, feature that we haven't discussed but I think is important to know about is we do have a set of syringes and valves that will go on the unit for high purity applications. Um, so specifically, if you want to do even low percent hydrofluoric acid and anything, um, that won't work with the borosilicate syringes that come by default. Uh, so we have a set of syringes and valves that were made with high purity plastics to do those types of applications, um, where, whether it's high acid or hydrofluoric acid, or where you're really concerned about um, very low level contamination, 
those syringes can help with that. And people can get those syringes on the online store, correct? Yes, those are available um, on the online store and through our, uh, they're, they're in our catalogs as well. Perfect. So this isn't a new product. It's been on the, on the market for a little while. Um, what kind of feedback have you been getting from customers who are using it? Um, I think the feedback we've been getting has been really positive. Uh, it's clear that there's a little bit of a, a, clern- a, a learning curve when you first get it, um, you know, getting people trained up and, and everybody on board using it. Uh, but once they get past that kind of initial hurdle of adoption, um, it changes the whole the way their whole laboratory operates. Uh, and what we find is there are a number of labs who they get to the point of they seemingly can't live without it because they get so used to that's how it works. You know, we need this to keep our keep functions moving forward, keep the ball rolling, um, and it just becomes totally part of their workflow. Uh, and then they begin to like take it for granted that this is just this is how we operate, uh, which is really nice to see because it means that they no longer have to do all that work manually, um, and they do get get the benefits of the system and their everyday work. So you you mentioned on this answer that the adoption takes could take a little bit of time or once they're fully trained on it. Is there are there some training materials that um, we can recommend for for people to to reference? I mean, the system is pretty simple to use. What I mean mostly by by that is just making sure that your analysts and technicians, the people who normally do the manual work, getting them up to speed or getting them to accept that that there's this new robot in their life that's going to do the work for them. Um, sometimes that can be a little bit of a hurdle to get people to get excited about offloading the their previous manual work onto a, an automated system. Um, and that's not always the case. Some of the laboratories, those, the, the people who do the manual work are just so excited to not have to do it. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, what I would think. <laughs> that, uh, that they're happy to step away. But sometimes there's a little hesitation on changing that process. Um, and I, I mean, obviously your sample preparation is critical to the success of your laboratory. So we completely understand that it, it may take a little time for people to get, get comfortable with the system and the new, uh, new workflow that it provides. Um, and gain confidence in it. And I think that's pretty natural. Gotcha. Makes sense. All right. Well, that's all we have time today. So I wanted to thank you for your time, Jake. Um, And for all of our listeners, I hope you learned some new information about the SimPrep Simple Automation Preparation System and what it can do for them, for for our listeners. Um, And we will again include links on our podcast channel under this episode to some of the information we've covered, the ROI and um, some of the other information mentioned. So thank you again, Jake, for your time. Thanks, Betsy. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Tax Tech Talk podcast. For more information about our products and the solutions we offer, please visit www.teledyneacs.com. If you like this podcast, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing this show. That way you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.